you asked for an example of systemic evil and um, this conversation on Saturday will start with what are the systemic evils that we see in the world uh, kind of building on our last conversation this is the group called the fears that mm-hmm. uh, I want one to two dozen people that meet once a month to try and look at the horizon of what's a, what what we can understand or anticipate of what God's doing and what needs to happen. So um, last time we met, we talked about things like how the move toward urbanization uh, led to people leaving the farm, uh, or you know, part of urbanization, people leaving the farm and the development of college where people go off and discover a profession that uh, then becomes their identity and the development of your profession as your identity um, and families fragmenting and going in different directions instead of working together uh, in the typical farm environment that has sustained most of humanity through most of history. And uh, the school system uh, separating uh, children from their parents in a formative period where they're gaining other values um, increasingly prescribed by the state, all these kinds of things. So the first part of the conversation Saturday is going to be just what kinds of examples do we see of systemic evils. This morning I was thinking about the um, uh, related concept of systemic folly, um, things like uh, the 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 influence of schooling on society is not something that many people think deeply about. They just go along with it as part of the culture, right? Um, so that would be, I would consider that in a sense, systemic folly in the, uh, when, when we're doing unrecognized harm to ourselves and don't take time to question and, and recognize whether you agree or disagree about schooling. Uh, you know, as it's currently structured, the idea is that we can, as whole societies, participate in destructive behavior and condone it without recognizing the damage, or if we do recognize it, dismissing it. Like the scientist in, in, in England who observed that the most dangerous addictive substance by far in terms of damage in the society is alcohol. And yet we freely endorse that while restricting other substances that have far less impact. And he was dismissed from a high government position for making this observation, as I recall. Was this in 1920 or recently, just so I'm clear on what we're talking about, the context? Uh, This one was, yeah, um, maybe a decade or two ago. Okay, so oh, 2020 is not, not, this is the, the 2010s, not the 1910s, when we were starting. just so I'm clear on the context. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this wasn't the abolition movement or anything. Um, so, prohibition. Uh, abolition is different, but yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Prohibition is what I meant. Thank you. Um, in any case, so uh, that's a couple of examples. I would say that uh, the uh, maybe you're uh, familiar with uh, the concept of agency capture or regulatory capture by when a, a corporate interest uh, find yeah. ways to bribe yeah. and influence offer positions. Okay, so uh, I think that's a, enough of an example of systemic evil 
um, if we just take maybe regular capture, regulatory capture by the uh, military industrial complex, maybe that is less emotional than things related to health or nutrition or small farms. Or, sure. Um, Fascinating. As, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, good. Anyway, you can finish and then I have a very simple question. Yeah, so you you had an answer before I had formulated a question, and this is the context in which your uh, mentioning of that has stirred my thinking, but I hadn't gotten it. Oh, okay, into, sorry, I didn't realize you had a question. I thought you were presenting a position. I apologize. No, no, I mean, you put in your in your text, you said, I have an answer. Uh, I'm waiting for your question. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm not ready to go to the answer yet. I want to make sure I'm exploring your, your, your topic first. I have a question about your topic. Yeah. Okay. So we can go. We can go wherever you want from there. I'm. Uh, uh, I'm today. I'll have time. I hope while the family's out shopping to sit down and frame better what we're going to talk about on Saturday. Um, but we're going to go from the larger systemic evils, whatever people are thinking, falls into that category and kind of uh, see where we as a group were aware of. Uh, where we have agreement and disagreement, because I, uh, I know there are some in the group that have different perspectives on pieces of this. Uh, then we're going to go from there into the potential of decentralization of the food supply to um, minimize or reduce the impact of some of the systemic evils that I'm aware of or that I perceive. So, uh, the per uh, uh, let me say that there are system systemic evils that I perceive. And I think they're real, but I want to use the word that I'm aware of or that I perceive instead of aware of because aware constitutes an underlying reality that I don't want to explain even though I think it is there. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think perception, perspectives, I find a very useful framing to avoid, yeah, okay. uh, to, to leaving space for other people to have alternate perspectives. Uh, um, yeah, and uh, you know, I want to let you break in, but I just had a, another thought. So, I had my next thought. Or are you? You want to roll a little bit first? Oh well, we'll give it a bit short on time. Maybe I'll do, let me just throw out my my question. Uh, well, before you do, yeah, let me let me go ahead and throw okay. this in. I went walk with my brother-in-law this morning, and uh, he thinks that all of the conspiracy theories are just that. You know craziness and uh, as we talk it's clear that uh, there's some a fundamental difference in the way we engage with what's going on in the world and I I summarized it this way with him I said I think you're smart enough to realize that you don't have time and energy to go down the rabbit holes and search out the facts and come to your own conclusion so you trust people that or an authority uh, where I am drawn to check things out and I'm not that smart in terms of recognizing that this is a fool's errand. And so I dig into these and Sorry, you still there? I lost the audio for a moment. Testing one, two, three. Because they are either. They, okay, I can hear you now. Oh, yeah. And people are either buying the dominant narrative and don't want to be bothered with what I think are uh, competing facts, or uh, they already 
have abandoned their dominant narrative, and so they it's not helpful to talk with them because they just say, oh, yeah, you're right. Um, what I want are people who will look with me at the facts and challenge my conclusion, the conclusions I draw from them, and I find that hard to find, if that okay. makes sense. Yes, it makes perfect sense, actually, and in right. fact, the model I'm working on would predict that behavior, so that's encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now I think I've emptied what I wanted to cover. So. Good. Yeah. So I think the, let me start with an observation. As yeah. far as it can tell, the way that you define systemic evil appears to be basically identical to how I define civilization. Hmm. So you, uh, you, you would say that civilization is fundamentally ruled by forces driven by greed and a lust for power? Sorry, uh, that that is one way of looking at it. But civilization is the process. Is that, let, let's listen to the, the, the framing, just to make precise what I'm claiming, is that there was this sort of Edenic world where we all lived in our own homes, our own farms and small rural villages. And, yeah, you know, families were yeah. integrated. Sorry, can I finish my statement? Did, did you, did I break down or break up? Hello, you still there? Uh, uh, I hear you making noises, but I'm not sure if you can hear me. Okay, I think we're maybe, can you hear me? If you can hear me, maybe we're both back. I can hear you now, yeah. Okay, I hit a dead spot. I think I'm driving. So, okay. uh, so I heard right. you say we in an Edenic world, and then you cut out as you were describing what you meant by that. Right, an Edenic world where everything was fully distributed, right? Is people lived in small villages that were autonomous, where you had multiple generations living together, children learned from their parents. Uh, there is no meaningful commerce or markets. Um, you know, people just, you know, ate what they grew, grew what they ate, hunted in their fields, and, uh, you know, culture was all absorbed organically from people that you were in a tight kinship relationship with. And we'll ignore marriage raids and intertribal warfare for now, but let's start with that. And that civilization is the process of imposing a uniform culture on a large group of people who are not uh, kin relationship. That's what I mean by civilization, is this process okay. of urbanization, nationalization, militarization, right. uh, education, etc. And that yeah. process clearly has enormous downsides. I don't disagree well, with that at all. My, 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 okay, okay, let me okay, pause. Let me well, finish my statement. The process clearly has enormous downsides, and I do not want to gloss over them. I would argue that most of them are more or less intrinsic to the nature of civilization, which was my question. You know, you don't have to answer it, but it's my wonder at least is, are you in principle anti-civilization? And I will stop yeah. there. Okay, so yeah, I would, that's where I would, uh, I was struggling because I would say that uh, civilization creates opportunity for systemic evil, but that the systemic evil can hopefully be rooted out. Now, maybe that's a fool's error again, 
Um, Sorry. Yeah, I guess the question is that, like, like, like a simple factor, like the idea that people, uh, I think it is certainly an open question whether it is possible to build a civilization that does not require these things you consider systemic evils. I think that is a fair and open question. Yeah. Um, my, my, my flip side of that is, that is today is what we call civilization, I would argue, seems to require many of the things that you consider a systemic evil, whereas I consider a painful compromise. Like, for example, like, you know, historically, to be part of a nation, well, sorry, for the last few hundred years, to be part of a nation, you had to all speak the same language, which resulted uh -huh. in, you know, you were not spend, speaking the language of your parents, uh, in, you know, or at least not the dialect of your parents, right? And it also meant that you had a secure border, so you're not being raided by all of your neighbors, which required some militarization. And that without those things, you had no nation states, you had no empires, you had no, you had no civilization as we know it. Right. I mean, that's going to civilization as we know it, I'm arguing, requires these things. And, you know, if we are arguing for something, if those things are, in fact, intrinsic to civilization as we know it, then it is not a question of reform or returning to a pastoral lifestyle. It is a question of how do we build a completely different kind of civilization on fundamentally different principles. At least that right. is the, the question on the table for me. So um, if we have a civilization where leaders tell the truth and we, the populace is well informed and makes and, and supports intelligent representative leaders who make decisions that are not uh, for the good of America at the expense of all other countries, that I would consider a healthy, wonderful civilization. If I would we consider have a that a perfect, I would consider that a perfect civilization of perfect human beings. Well, okay. So, <laughs> okay, right, literally. Yeah, that yeah. is what I mean. Like, it, okay, in a perfect world where we have perfect human beings, I absolutely agree we would love well, to have all those things. The question is, in the real world today, is uh, it possible? Let me, yeah. Let me, let me, okay, the contrast I'm seeing is uh, if it, if, and let's just couch this as an if, if our Central agents intelligence, Central Intelligence Agency is a victim mm -hmm. of agency capture by the military-industrial complex that needs war to profit, and yes. CIA under agency capture lies to the American population about yes. various elements to fuel us going to war to feed that military-industrial complex. This is yes. what I see as systemic evil. Right, and, I think and you see that, right. And you see it as somehow decouple, like something you could, in principle, decouple, decouple from civilization as we know it. I, yes, I believe that's worth aiming toward, whether it's possible and or I, not. Okay, well, again, this is, 
Fascinating. So good. This is a point of disagreement between us, which may be partly misunderstanding, partly misperception, partly different okay. values. I don't know, but I think it's because like my thesis is basically that any human system involves compromises, what I call a deal with the devil. And that civilization as we know it is entirely built upon these sorts of deals with the devil. And in fact, I think this is a very biblical perspective. You know, who created the first city? Uh, Biblically. Was it Nimrod? What's that? Cain, actually. Cain, actually. Uh After he, A, killed his brother, and B, somehow God put a, and would you take this literally metaphorically, as I think we'll be beside the point here, right? Is that God somehow sanctioned Cain, whatever that means, and then Cain went off and, you know, did these kinds of things, building cities. And so the real question, it it really does come down to, was Cain evil? And certainly Cain did many evil things. He did at least one evil thing of killing his brother. Um, And he was so, but the question is, and this to me is that, um, I think it's safe to say, Without, so, you know, and I think also we should figure out what your um, Edenic world is, because in both scripture and in anthropology, settled domestic farming is not the initial state. Uh-huh. Right? And in fact, you know, the anthropological evidence is actually consistent with scripture. It was highly controversial at the time. Right. This transition between this tension between sort of nomadic hunter-gatherers and settled farmland and private property and all these things. Right. Like one could right. argue that the fall from grace began around then. And so the uh-huh. idea is, oh, if we just lived in our old autonomous farm, like that would get back to the state of nature. It's like, well, not really, because <laughs> that was not the state of nature. And, uh-huh. you know, the, 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 once you're starting a farm, they start worrying about boundaries and raiders and water rights and all these things which tend to inexorably lead to empires, uh, at least in Egypt and China, that was very much the case, because those were the two earliest civilizations that I'm aware of, uh, that at least had any sort of longevity. And so my argument is that these sort of painful contradictions are a fundamental part of the human condition. And Uh that the only alternative to that that I see is the kingdom of God. And, you know, this is the, the, the thesis is that, like, political reform, those reform, like, all of these things, uh, to me, feel a bit like rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. Uh-huh. Is that all of these assumptions and institutions we take for granted, like private property, you know, right. for example, have a lot of really awkward, uh, morally problematic things to them. Right. Uh, and, and that you, once you accept things like private property, you inevitably end up with the military industrial complex is kind of my uh-huh. argument. And if you're really serious about, and so like, this is the, um, and, and so the idea is that uh, like trying to fix these things without addressing the root causes is literally a fool's errand and non-biblical. It would be uh-huh. my stronger statement. Okay. Uh, that's my thesis. I'm not saying I can justify it or that you have to agree with me, but I want to at least stake out what my position is. 
to see if that's right. clear. Um, so you're saying that the corruption at the top is an inherent part of civilization. It's a, it's a feature of the system. Right. So this is the uh, this is the uh, the thing that I mathematically proved the case during the philosophy thing. Um, and you know, I was actually very frustrated because she agreed with me, and then that stopped the discussion. Um, okay. But yeah. So uh, I think it's worth at least exploring. Have we incentivized bad behavior in a way that could be corrected or at least less empowered? Well, yes. The question is, could you do it without weakening civilization is probably the more interesting question. Because you can certainly do it. But the question is, can you do it in a way that would actually strengthen civilization? Or do you, in fact, have to destroy civilization to get the effect you want? That, to me, is the interesting question. Because certainly there's lots of options. The question is, what's